There is a yellow butterfly circling the flowers of this plant here in front of the church. And now it's flying up all the way to the top of the tower of the Church of St. Joseph's. On this beautiful afternoon, I just had to get out. I know we're asked to stay inside as much as we can. But I've been stuck in the rectory for multiple days now, only going out for strict necessary stuff like groceries. There is actually quite a bit of traffic here. These guys seem to be transporting all sorts of uh, concrete blocks for this for a sewer system. Maybe they're still repairing the roads in the in the neighborhood. Some work just continues. But most people right now are working at home just like I am. And maybe you are too. I know that large portions of the people that listen to my shows are stuck at home as well. Sometimes in very strict circumstances where they can't leave the house unless they have specific permission. In other parts of the world, it may still be a more moderate situation. But I don't think there's anyone listening to this that is free from worries about the situation. Supermarket here on my left still gets customers. But we have to keep our distances even inside the the stores. They're pretty strict. And yesterday I went to the city center to pick up something. And the supermarkets there were even busier and stricter. I guess it's because it's a big city and there are not that many supermarkets in the city center, so they need to really be careful. There are quite a few people outside in cars, on bikes. Kids, of course, There's no school right now, so they seem to have plenty of time to uh, go out. Plus, there is still the impression that younger people are less susceptible to the virus than old people. So you see them running around a little bit more. But we don't know much. Maybe they can still carry the virus and infect other people without knowing. It's a little bit scary. That's the whole thing with this virus. You don't really know much. Nobody knows much. So gradually we're seeing this thing unfold and we experience the consequences. And gradually, it's like the, the frog in the boiling water, right? Two weeks ago, we were just sitting in this nice bath of lukewarm water. And every day the temperature got a little bit hotter. (laughs) And now it's starting to boil. And we wonder, but how did this happen? Well, we're stuck. (laughs) So there's not much we can do. I'm on my way to, uh, to get a USB adapter, actually a hub that I can use 
I can try to use for my for my MacBook. Uh oh, Look, there's a train coming. We'll just wait for that. So the um, public transport is still active, although they're trying to discourage people to to use it. They're keeping the trains running for mostly for essential um, labor or those that work in essential areas of, of society, healthcare, security, uh, some of the manual work that you just can't do from home. And just a few days ago, there were still there was a lot of concern. Because people just kept using the train to to go out to just you know for for day to day trips etc. Okay, people. There are now a lot of people heading this way. I hope they keep their distances. They actually do. There's the train. So the government um, constantly has to intervene and then do like official security briefings, telling people what to, not to do most most of the time. It seems to me that it takes a long time to re-educate people. They're so used to doing what they do, and especially with this beautiful weather, it is so hard to keep a society under control if you're not a totalitarian state. Yeah, kids. They're like four on a bike, very close to each other, definitely not a meter and a half apart from each other. What are you going to do? They're kids. So I want to get this uh, USB hub uh, in order to improve the setup for the masses that I'm streaming to my parishioners and to the international audience. The... Macintosh laptop that I have only has two USB ports. That's not much. But it's even more than what most modern Macs have nowadays. It's usually just one USB-C port. And it's very inconvenient if you have to hook up a lot of stuff to your computer. What I'm going to try to do, encouraged by Greg and Jennifer, who did the same with their MacBook, is uh, get a hub so that I can attach two cameras plus maybe also the um, roadcaster, so the, the device that I use to record my podcasts. That way, I can do much better audio than with the little lapel microphone that I've been using last week. <clears throat> but of course, all that data from the cameras and from the audio has to go through this one uh, simple USB connector and of course it has to be processed as well by the laptop and I think in terms of data transmission where I'm probably going to be fine especially if I can find a USB 3 hub but even USB 2 should be okay especially if it's just audio plus one camera that's just a little bit more than because I think the the signal the camera signal is just video only so I guess audio is usually low bandwidth. I'll probably be fine even with a USB 2 solution, but USB 3 is a, is a lot faster. What I would like to try to do 
um, is to be able to play some music on the on the on the roadcaster. Um, you have this row of buttons, and you can preload audio, wave files, or whatever. And if you press that button, it will start to play. That's how I do my jingles during my regular shows. And so I figured, well, maybe I can preload some liturgical music from our choirs. I do have one or two CDs with stuff that the uh, church choirs recorded a couple of years ago. And it's repertoire that they're still singing. So if I preload some of that music, then maybe I can play that instead of singing everything myself. And that is going to be even more useful uh, this upcoming Sunday, because I asked Father Mauricio, who is uh, from Colombia originally, he works here as a missionary, I asked him if he would like to be the main celebrant of the Mass that we uh, stream through the internet. So I'll do the Saturday evening Mass and then he'll do the Sunday morning Mass. That way, because we stream it for two parishes. So it's a pretty large community. And I don't think it's good if they only see me. Uh, right now, it's one of the biggest challenges is how to maintain a pastoral visibility of the people that normally are running around the parishes to visit people. We can't do that anymore. And if I'm the only person that people see for weeks to come during these live streams, I think it starts to distort a little bit the kind of the image that people have of our pastoral presence. All the more because I am just uh, an assistant priest, so I don't do much pastoral work in the parish anyway. So that's how I hope that with, if we alternate the um, celebrants, it will help uh, people to feel that their pastors have not abandoned them. And then if uh, Father Mauricio celebrates Mass, I'm entering the supermarket here. Warning signs everywhere that tell us to keep our distances a meter and a half, which is a bit tricky, of course, if you're roaming around. Um, I have enough food. That's an advantage. I can just hop in, hop out. I'm just going to walk to the place where they usually keep their electronics. I'm not even sure if they have it because uh, I saw it on the website. But that doesn't mean that they have uh, the stuff available in the regular stores. Let me see. This is all... It's still very quiet. Normally at this time of the day, this place would be overcrowded. Hi. Oh, that... Sorry. Zijn ze buiten of... Ja. Oké. Ja. Ik wist dat gisteren hier ook nog boodschappen gedaan werd. Ben je er zo gewend, weet je wel? I have to get myself a shopping card, which I did yesterday, and I totally forgot today. Thank you. So he told me to go get a shopping card, and that is actually to encourage people to keep their distance um, and not to stand too close to each other. 
So there you go, that's a live presentation of how they're handling the situation or trying to handle the situation. I'm going to get myself one of these cards. And uh, so normally around this time, the, the place would be crowded. It's much better now. Let me see if I can take this out. Oh, you have to have a coin for this? Uh, hopefully not, because I don't have any coins. Oh, maybe I should take one of these. So even if you... Yes, these are... Oh, no, wait a minute. You also... Uh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, these also are locked. How do I do that? I don't have a coin. Don't tell me I have to go and walk all the way back. Oh, that's stupid. Uh, all right. What do I do? Yeah, that's, that's dumb. The other supermarket where... Lo my local supermarket actually has them uh, without the coins. But here they're locked. Yeah, I have no money by me. Dus het is... Uh, oh, ja, balen. Oh! Ik heb helemaal niks bij me. Ik, heb al, ik betaal altijd gewoon met mijn pasje. Dus. Oké, okay, en dan uh, lever ik hem daar weer in. Top. Oké, okay. bedankt voor de tip. Geen probleem, geen probleem. Ik heb de tijd. Yo! <laughs> Super, dankjewel. So th these people were telling me that they distribute these plastic coins. Fake, you know, normally you have to insert like a euro or something like that. Uh, but I'm not the only one who doesn't have cash on, on them. And actually they're discouraging us to pay cash. Because of, you know, possible infection. So now, this lady gave me her shopping cart. All right, let's uh, wait for these people to leave the store. Thank you. All right. Oh, it also says here on the sign that you have to give the elderly um, extra room and priority. That's a good thing. I've never seen that in other stores. Anyway, there is a chance that this is all for naught. Because I don't even know if they have the, uh, the USB hub. Let's go hunt. And this is the kind of stuff that normally you take for granted so much. You know, I've got... My routine every week is more or less the same. I know what I need to do. I know that I have my equipment. Um, but now everything is so messed up and that you're constantly forced to adapt and f find new solutions for very simple tasks. And I have to say that this morning I was a little bit, you know, I'd say that discouraged or depressed or it just it became a bit too much. Like every day there's so much extra things that you need to think of. Uh, not to mention that I also got a lot of um, extra work 
Um, and this is kind of linked to something I think I mentioned before, is that in some circles, uh, in, in this new situation, you have, there's this tendency of, to, to, everybody wants to be useful. So we're all at home and we feel that it's not good to do less than we're normally doing and we're overcompensating. And I had that same temptation a while ago as well to, you know, I was thinking of a million things that I could do now that that the situation had changed. And I had to really stop stop myself from overcommitting to all sorts of stuff. Like I wanted to do extra shows and record extra videos and... I noticed after a couple of days that even to do just the regular stuff was already um, a very intense and, and, and drained me from energy, let alone, you know, doing extra stuff. But not everybody is in that situation. So um, my TV colleagues had a lot of ideas of video clips that they wanted to make like today I'm recording this on Friday in the afternoon so tonight there's going to be this uh, special papal blessing Pope Francis is going to give the uh, the blessing over the city and the world Urbi et Orbi in Latin that he normally gives uh, only on Easter and Christmas and I don't see it here so he's going to give that over he's going to bless the city and the world in these dire times for the world and uh just two days ago they called me up and said yeah can you host like a a a commentary afterwards and uh, you know have some guests on and stream it from the studio what that is a ton of work i've never done something like that it would require a lot of extra um set up in the studio because I don't even have microphones for guests I don't know if I can stream I can't hook up more than one camera plus all my equipment is right now in uh, in the church because I'm using it for uh, to stream the, the masses so but my initial reaction was okay uh, let me see if I can if I can accommodate them and then again I had to tell myself no this is too much don't do it um, and there were uh, several things like that that were asked of me. Um, could you contribute to this or to that? And I'm starting to say no to all of that <laughs> because I have limited energy. And this morning I was just so wiped out. It, to me, that was a sign that I overdid it. I'm already doing a little bit better in the afternoon sometimes it just takes a cup of coffee and some food and I feel better but I guess we all have these moments where we uh... I don't think they have it did I look everywhere I think I did I don't see it that's too bad because I saw on the website that they had this USB 3 hub small see is there any other place where they could keep electronics it's hard to keep your distance from people when they keep walking up walking in the same aisle as I am Uh, no I don't see it here let me go one more 
tour here one more round and then I'm just gonna bring back the shopping cart. <laughs> Futile exercise. Okay, here they have some stuff. This is mostly kitchen related. It's the same brand as the thing that I'm looking for though. But no, that's all for the kitchen. Mm. Yeah, supermarket's probably not the best place to uh, look for for stuff like this. Okay, now I need to get out of the store, but there is a huge line of people waiting. Oh, wait, did I go there? Oh, there's just one place where I haven't looked yet. I have to say, I'm not very focused right now because I'm also recording this, so I don't pay attention to where I'm walking. This is all toys for kids. Uh, don't you like how I'm producing all this riveting content? <laughs> anyway, yesterday I was talking to my sister, who is a teacher in uh, primary school but also the mom of three kids, two of which are in their teen years, so a little bit tricky to manage in situations like this. And she was, uh, she was wiped out as well. She also had a little moment of, uh, well, not des desperation, but she was like fed up with everything, <laughs> and so am I. But I guess that's just part of... Uh, everyone's experience right now okay here we have what is this watches no that's not it <clears throat> I never look in this part of the store uh, hey they've got lamps on the other side but I have to make a detour because people it's like a workout And I'm a little bit worried about my mom and my dad. So my father is in this uh, care center. Um, all the care centers in the country uh, have been shut down. It's not allowed to visit people because of the extra vulnerability of these people. Okay, I'll just wait in line to get out. <laughs> what else can I do? Um, but that means, uh, and my father doesn't have a computer. Um, I don't even think he's, he's got a phone. Um, so the only way to reach him is by using the, the let's say, the, um, the, the general phone of the, of the unit where he lives. And so I'm a little bit worried. He, he must be so bored there. Uh, because there's not much to do other than watching TV. You can't even go out. I, I guess the only advantage of the new uh, place where he lives is that they have small gardens. Um, so his room is on the ground level, and if and there is a door that leads to a small closed garden. Um, but so do, of course, the rooms of all the other patients. So I'm not sure how much... Uh, how much that helps if like 20 people want to use the same tiny little garden and they still need to keep their distances. I don't know. And just 
was it this morning or yesterday evening we got an email from the the care center uh, telling us that they have now installed uh, the Zoom app on the computer, like the community computer. So it is possible to do like a video call. Uh, but then the issue is that my mom doesn't know how to do that. She doesn't know how to install Zoom. So I'm not sure if that helps. But with my sister, we're going to try to figure something out and see if we can do like a video call with my dad. And my mom is also in a difficult situation right now. She's uh, suffering from uh, uh, a hip. The joints in her hip are, are completely used up, or which, how do you say that? The, the cartilage is um, it's almost gone. And so she, she can barely walk. And she should take painkillers, but the pain medication that she got from the from the physician is has two big downsides um, the, fir- the first the first downside oh, shut up uh, the the downside is that uh, she um, if she takes the, the, the strong painkillers um, it makes her very drowsy so it makes her sleep all day long and uh, you can't drive the car and she's she lives alone right now. And in order to get her groceries or to go to the doctor or to the hospital, she needs to be able to drive her car. So she's very reluctant to take that medication. And the other downside is that it is also, uh, in the long term, it, uh, can be addictive. And like many painkillers, it's dangerous stuff. It is very you know, unhealthy to take it for a long time. And so she now only takes very, very mild painkillers, and it's not enough. So she can barely move. She's also extremely anxious that um, other people could infect her. Uh, she is 78 years old, just like my dad, and so she is a. I'm just I'm going to pass by because I don't have anything. All right. Let's see. There we go. I'll just bring this one back. Um, what was I saying? So uh, I'm trying to do several things at once <laughs> thinking where do I go now for a USB hub because <laughs> this didn't work heeft u zo'n karretje nodig? ik heb er eentje over alsjeblieft I'm passing it on alright um, would that store have something maybe no I don't think so actually uh, so she she should get surgery uh, and get a hip replacement, but all the surgery, all the non-essential surgery has been cancelled for months to come. And so that's not an option either. So uh, all of a sudden, and this has happened in a, the span of a couple of weeks only, she is stuck at home and uh, almost uh, immobilized. Uh, is that the word? Wow, that is a very small store. I'm not sure if I want to go in, and I doubt that they have it. It's anyway. Let me just continue and see if they have if they have anything else for. So um, that's worrisome, and we uh, and she has a heart condition as well. She's been um, she's had uh, heart not really surgery, but the intervention where they open up the veins. So they she, she received uh, two stents. 
Um, and she's, she has uh, problems breathing, so shortness of breath. She's had that for years now. So she is maybe the most vulnerable category of people for this virus. So if she were to catch it, then that would be extremely dangerous. So she doesn't receive anything, anyone uh, at home either. And we can't visit either because we, we could infect uh, our parents too. So, ah, it's frustrating and it, it really got to me this morning. <laughs> I think what we need to figure out, and it's already happening, thankfully. My goodness, oh, look at this crowd, all these kids playing outside. People sitting next to each other. Oh my goodness. So many people didn't get the message. This is not social distancing. This is a recipe for a disaster. Ouch. Oh well. Um, we need to find new ways to connect. And it's all, of course, uh, just a shadow of what we normally would like to do. And it's just to be in each other's presence. But the digital solutions are there to have like a virtual cup of coffee and it's actually something I'm even considering for my for my parishioners uh, last Sunday after mass I came back to the webcam and I I told people uh, that I would have like a virtual cup of coffee normally after mass I kind of stick around and talk with people and answer questions and I was like well maybe we can do that digitally and I, I was really surprised to see how, how much people loved that just to be able to hang out and chat it's something I think that most of my colleagues and also myself we, we have underestimated that we think that if we just stream mass and religious services and prayers that, that is what people want but I wonder if it's not something that we project on our parishioners, that that is what they need, and so that's what we do. Uh, even though what people actually crave is is the community. Um, I'm not saying that people don't appreciate mass, but we should add uh, that communal stuff to it as well. Okay, maybe they'll have something here. Although usually they have very bare bones uh, stuff here. This place is crowded with kids. Okay, where is the tech stuff? I think it's in the back. This is like a general store where they have everything. Oh, one thing I need to get is pajamas. Oh, but if I don't know my size. I'm not sure if that's, that's going to be a solution. But I do need to get an extra pair of pajamas. Because um, I only have one pair. Okay, this is all just for electricity. There's nothing computer stuff here. <sighs> this is travel stuff, suitcases, as if anyone wants to buy that right now. Hmm. I think I have to go to where these kids were shopping. And our stores are not meant for this kind of social distancing. Yeah, the kids are just standing there, so I can't get to the to the equipment. I have. 
All right, uh, let me see. USB micro, power banks. Um, no, this is all chargers. Uh, what have they got? Chargers, cables, lots and lots and lots of cables. Uh, memory cards. What is this? Just memory stuff. Ja, ik zit te wachten tot zij weglopen. Maar... Oh, op die manier. Yes. Here too, you have to get a, not a shopping cart, but uh, uh, a basket, so they can count how many people are in the store. Oh, come on, kids. Uh, so they only have a limited amount of um, uh, shopping baskets. So if they know, oh, here is a USB hub. What have we got here? That's the only one left. USB hub. Uh, this is, however, USB 2. Hmm. And I need USB 3. Okay, am I going to try this? Because USB 2 is kind of slow. But it may be just... Well... What kind of USB ports are on the Mac? It's probably USB 2 because it's a six-year-old Mac. I don't think USB 3 was there. I'll just get this one. It's... What is it? Nine bucks? You can always bring it back if it doesn't work. All right. Uh, yeah. Breng hem weer terug. Yes. Dankjewel. Hallo, deze alsjeblieft. Um, ja, ik uh, doe het zo. Uh, nee. Yes. Uh, wacht, dan doen we die. There we go. Ja, alsjeblieft. Dank je. Hey, werk ze. Succes. All right. Well, let's start with this. This is the best I could get. There we go. Yeah, now that I think of it, so probably the existing USB port is USB 2 anyway, so it wouldn't really matter if I would connect to USB 3. Because the throughput would still be bottle, uh, would still have its bottleneck on the computer itself. Well, let's just try this. I, re- I, I remember that Greg said something about him using a USB 2 uh, adapter and it worked, but he's got a MacBook Pro, so more recent computer and more powerful. So I'm not sure if that plays any role. But as I said, I'll probably just bring it back if it doesn't work. It's not, you know, perishable stuff anyway um okay trying to keep my distance here there we go so that just took half an hour for something I'd normally didn't even have to worry about um 
What else can I share with you? I just hope that all of you are safe. I shouldn't say all of you because you are the only one listening to this right now. It's not that I'm addressing a group. <laughs> that, that's actually also something that I noticed when I'm celebrating Mass with the webcam. It becomes a much more personal experience because normally when I'm celebrating Mass and I'm preaching, I see like a couple of hundred people in front of me. Um, whereas with the webcam, I'm much more, as soon as the webcam is in front of me, I'm used to having this one-on-one -on -one type of conversation. And so um, I noticed that I'm, I'm changing my tone. And I, I think actually that is a, one of the advantages of using these digital means. It's a more personal experience, plus the camera's, of course, much closer to the priest than the point of view you would have in church when you, if you were sitting in the pews. And I've seen a lot of attempts of, by fellow parishes and, and, and fellow priests and even bishops that were streaming Mass, and they all have a tendency to put the camera um, kind of close to the pews so that people have the same um, view of the altar that they would normally have if they're in church. The only thing that I don't think they realize is that, uh, well, of course, it degrades the audio because 99% um, of the streams that I've seen use the built-in microphone of the device they use for streaming, so it has so much echo and it sounds extremely distant. Um, but then it's also people are watching this on very tiny screens. Um, I, I, I would say that probably half of the people are, are watching Mass on their phone, maybe on a tablet, and only a few people know how to get this on their smart TV and watch it on a slightly bigger screen. So if you position the camera where normally people would be sitting in the pews, uh, you still create an image that is a hundred times smaller than what, what, you, what you would uh, experience in real life. So... This is all stuff that we need to rediscover how to do this, how to make this work. So for this upcoming Sunday, I would like to organize another coffee session, <laughs> like virtual coffee after Mass, maybe answer some more questions, but mostly also just to chat, to keep people company, to make them feel that, that the church is still a community and not just a service for liturgy and sacraments. And I think that is, uh, that is something that we've underestimated. So you take it for granted while it's there, and when, it, when all of a sudden you can't get together anymore, that's when you realize how important the social aspect is of being a church community. Wow, I see even two horse riders there. Also kids. Are they keeping their distance? Yes, the horses are two meters apart from each other. <laughs> uh, yeah. It is uh, the horse equivalent of social distancing. I wanted to use a, an intelligent play of words, but I can't come up with the... <laughs> I can't figure out which words to use. <laughs> anyway, uh... Another idea that I've been toying around with is 
to create uh, a bit of a like a weekly talk for let's say a, a larger audience where it would basically have the same approach where it's just to chat um, and maybe I'll get together via Skype or Zoom or something like that with some fellow priests and maybe we could maybe that's another way to um, establish uh, a presence now that we can't have that physical presence in the world or in society but it's one of those ideas um, like a couple of years ago I would would have jumped into it I would have organized it the moment I got the idea like five minutes later I would have wanted it to to uh, be in place now I'm thinking well that's a good idea let's sleep over it <laughs> let's, let's think about it maybe this upcoming week the good ideas will stick um, but I should really be wary careful not to uh, not to try to do every everything that pops up in my mind I would also love to produce something for kids you know catechesis catechism for kids also stopped normally around this time we have the peak days or the peak weeks of uh, first communion preparation all these kids had just started preparation for first communion um, and now they're stuck at home and everything has been cancelled same thing for confirmation so shouldn't we do something for those kids um, to offer something that could still continue this this uh, itinerary that they embarked upon but then of course the question is should I be the one who does that am I actually able to do that the right way I'm not a teacher I have never done children's catechesis I can tell stories but <laughs> maybe this is something that other people could do much better than I did but they don't not, not right now so my big temptation is always hey there is something there's an opportunity there I've got a great idea nobody else does it and then my conclusion often used to be so I should do it that final conclu conclusion is something that I'm a bit more careful with right now so maybe that's a good idea but maybe I should uh, incentivize other people to, to do that We'll see. We'll see. Let's first try to get through this last uh, bit of work that I still have to do, which is mostly uh, the remaining television shows. There is not much work left, but still, I think, two more episodes, and then I have to host a, a bunch of, uh, of repeats, of uh, reruns, and then that's it. Uh, and then I'll have actually room maybe for some new initiatives and I just want to uh, continue doing what I've already been doing like recording an episode of The Walk every week recording the other two podcasts doing a bit of YouTube streaming and if I can keep that up that's already pretty good alright I'm almost home what time is it? Oh, it's already 20 past 4. I got an invitation uh, 
by uh, Mary Eleanor and uh, and John Domic uh, for a virtual cup of coffee later today. <laughs> John works uh, as a teacher as well, and uh, they live in Tilburg, which is smack in the middle of uh, um, of Corona. Corona Town. I mean, that's that's I think where patient zero was detected. Someone who uh, participated in uh, the carnival festivities for Mardi Gras, and uh, a couple of weeks later, that became the hot spot for infection. A little bit like uh, New Orleans right now in the United States, where they suspect the Mardi Gras festivities to be the main source of infection for uh, a lot of people. And since there's always this delay, it's only now that we're starting to realize that that was a very dangerous uh, Mardi Gras. So maybe I'll just hop in, get this uh, show online, and then have that virtual cup of coffee. For me, it's also important to have these just regular contacts, very simple, nothing special. Just chat. I have a tendency to only limit my work to the things that that are useful and productive, but sometimes socializing without streaming it, without recording it, is healthy. It's very healthy. I have to keep an eye on my own social equilibrium as well, my social balance. It's, just, it's, a, it's a, a risk to be always the person who gives. Um, let me close this one. And as a priest, of course, that's kind of my, my duty is to share, to be there for other people. But... It's easy to forget that priests are also just like any other human being. So we need to be careful to get our, to also just balance out our lives so that we can continue to be there for others. All right. Thank you so much for joining me on this uh, <laughs> USB hub hunt. Um, I'll let you know if this works, and uh, if it does, I'm a happy camper, because this was not very expensive, just nine bucks. If it doesn't work, oh well, at least we had a nice walk outside, and I got some vitamin D with all the sunshine. It's going to be colder in the next couple of days, so I am happy that I went out. I'm a little bit worried that I actually mingled with too many people. Um, And I can't believe that so many people are still outside, but so was I. So who am I to blame others? All right, stay safe. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for those of you that support me through patreon.com slash fatheroderick. And uh, we'll talk soon. Take care and God bless.